gilded wing, tuned into the future. Hey, I'm Eliza, production assistant at Folded Wing, and you are listening to Tuned Into the Future. Folded Wing is first and foremost a radio production company, and we're really passionate about the music that gets played in our shows. In this episode of Tuned Into the Future, we want to talk about how and why we pick the music which is featured in our programmes. Our presenters and producers share their secrets about why certain releases catch their attention. A music plugger sheds light on the music promotions industry. And one of today's most exciting young artists tells us about her experience of getting her music played on the radio. To begin, here's Karen Pearson, the director of Folded Wing. Music's an interesting one. Music's what got me into radio in the first place. Music is kind of at the heart, the soul and the blood throughout Folded Wing, I guess. For me, growing up in Southend, I used to listen to radio and radio was the place where I, where I heard new music. And I think growing up wanting to get into working music, radio was a natural kind of way because it's like an instant platform for music. I think throughout everything that I've done in radio and especially everything that Folded Wing does, it's very much kind of seen as a, a platform for artists. From Jamie Cullum's jazz show on BBC Radio 2, to the selector for the British Council. The radio shows Folded Wing Produce provide ample opportunity for new music. Here's John Cranmer, the producer of The Selector. It's The Selector. Come on, selector. The Selector is a showcase for the best in British music. Currently, we have a global audience of 3 million listeners, which is pretty amazing. One part of John's job as producer is to playlist the show. This is where he picks and orders the music into two hours of radio. I try to give everybody a fair crack of the whip, regardless of whether it's a a massively big band or whether it's somebody that's just self-released an EP or is just putting out a free download. I just try and look at the music on its merit. If the music's good and it's British, then it will go into the show, which I think is very different from the way a lot of producers have to operate because they have other, other considerations. Karen produces The Jamie Cullum Show. Jamie Cullum show is 7pm on Tuesdays on Radio 2 so I think at the core of that we have to think about the audience on the radio and also see it as a responsibility to be able to play jazz straight after Simon Mayo's show, straight after Drive Time. I think the way that we think about the show is thinking right what would keep Simon Mayo's listeners listening so the very first track is always kind of show opener track and then as the first part of the show carries on Jamie will always playlist a newer artist coming through or some new music. Actually having a programme at 7 o'clock on Radio 2 and being able to play artists that have just been signed or unsigned, that for me right now is a phenomenal feeling because there's so much radio out there. I think what happens is is if you're ahead and playing music then other places pick up on it and it's like a spiral effect. This is a forthcoming release from an artist that's new to me. She's a singer called Zara McFarlane. She's uh, uh, sung in and around uh, the UK jazz scene with uh, some great people actually. Dennis Baptiste, Orphie Robinson, Soweto. Hi I'm Zara McFarlane and I'm a jazz singer. The first time I think I was on radio was when I was working with a band called Jazz Jamaica. I ended up starting to do some house music and I was writing with a producer called Bopstar and slowly we got in contact with different podcasts and digital radio stations and they started to play our stuff. When I recorded the jazz CD, I started to try and get some gigs. I just thought, right, I want to start getting people to start hearing the music and seeing what I'm doing now on my own, differently to Jazz Jamaica, differently to the house stuff. After that, Bopstar knew someone that was good friends with Giles Peterson. So he asked him just to pass on the EP. 
and Giles liked it enough to play it on his radio show, which was a massive bonus to have it played on Radio 1, which is just amazing. After I got played on Giles' Radio 1 show, Jamie Cullum seemed to pick it up and I had the opportunity to be played on his show as well. The great thing about radio is that the fact that when someone can hear you on someone else's show, and for example, Giles' show is really eclectic, he will play jazz, he'll play world music, all different sorts of things. And then to be able to have the opportunity for someone like Jamie Cullum to be wanting to play my music on his show, which is opening up to a whole different audience, is really an amazing thing that music can do. So where do the producers and presenters at Folded Wing look for new music? And how does your music get in their range of vision? Here's Goldie Rocks, presenter of The Selector Radio Show. I'm Goldie Rocks and I uh, present The Selector every single week. I think the key things with when producer John and I are finding new music is uh, we use every single avenue. We, we search on blogs, we search on online, we look in written press online and in you know physical copies. Uh, we listen to other radio stations, pirate and mainstream. We also receive lots of music from pluggers, from labels, from management, and from the bands themselves. So as Goldilocks has mentioned, some music gets sent to us by pluggers and managers. Chris Young runs a plugging and management company called Nurture Music. My name is Christian Young. I run a company called Nurture Music, and we run a uh, music and gaming promotions and management company. The term to plug is another word for promotion, really, and, and getting yourself exposed for all the different media formats. I mean, I'm called Nurture Music because that's what we do. We take artists from a very early stage and we nurture them, we develop them to a point where hopefully they can be signed on to a label. Um, and this is something we've done with an artist called Subtract who we've just built up for the last two years and has now been signed on to XL. The reason you need a plugger is the whole music business focuses on who you know, really. And you need to know those people in order to get your music through to the mainstream audience. So. You need a plugger because those people know the right people. They know the people that can influence your career and influence the DJs who will then play your music. John Cranmer. I think if you're a musician and you're trying to get your music heard and you haven't got a plugger or a PR person or a manager, anyone else really that can help you, you have to kind of be creative and uh, think on your feet a little bit. Emma Warren presents the Pick and Mix show on Enemy Radio. Pick and Mix, direct from the Red Bull Studios. I really appreciate it if an artist sends me music because I just think, oh, that's lovely, someone's listening and someone wants their music played in the context of my show. So I really like it when people email me. It's nice if you write a personal message. It's nice if you give the impression that you've listened to the show, even if you're lying. And it's also nice to make sure it's easy to download, be nice, be polite, send the music and don't worry if people don't get back to you because often they just forget. What actually seems to work for a lot of people is to actually just go up to the presenter or the producer and just hand them a CD, just talk to them and hand them over a piece of music. Jazz singer Sarah McFarlane. I performed singing some of the house tracks that I've done at a thing called Southport Weekender. And I got to meet Giles personally there. So I had my CD with me and I gave it to him. And in fact, he had heard it before because he got given a digital version of it, just the tracks. But I made the effort to make sure I give him a hard copy so he can see everything, like the cover and everything, and get a chance to meet him personally. I just kind of rocked up <laughs> and tried to introduce myself to him, which was fun. He was totally fine with that. 
so that's how he got a bit more involved in hearing the music again and thinking about me again, I suppose. Once Giles had had the actual CD, a few months again later than that, he contacted me with regards to release the album that I was working on. That's just one example of how radio can play a role in the early stages of a musician's career. Karen Pearson. I think one of the artists that we are proud of the most, I think, is a guy called Gregory Porter, who's a, a jazz singer from America. A CD was sent to us. You know, you hear a voice and you go, hang on a second, this guy is talented. He completely blew me away. Phenomenal. And Jamie felt the same. I think he listened to the to the CD about 20 times in a row and that was it. We were hooked, played three or four tracks, then put him on a Maid of Owl session. That got picked up by Jules Holland. He was on Jules Holland. And I know 120% he will be big. Being able to bring those artists through and them to be a launch pad up is such an amazing feeling and I think that is the buzz that kind of keeps you going in radio, I think, if you love music. So with so much music out there, how do you get your music to stand out? Here's Goldie Rocks. Personally, the thing I value most is actually just the relationship with the bands themselves. I constantly get new stuff in my SoundCloud Dropbox. Now I feel I have a good relationship with bands and that I can sort of drop them a tweet and just be like, send me your, your new single and it will be with me within you know a couple of minutes. I think that's the key thing, never underestimate the power of having a close relationship with the presenters and producers themselves. Do your research, find out who is producing a show or who is presenting a show and how to get the music to them direct. If an artist sends me an album and says, God, I really do think, you know, I'm really proud of track six and eight, and I do think it would work really well on Jamie's show, and I think Jamie would really like it. And if I listen to it, and I know that they've listened to the programme, because I go, yeah, brilliant, they fit in. And I think you can't go, oh, I really want to get played by Zane Lowe, never listen to his radio show and never know what he likes. And also, you know, make special jingles for them. I remember Ty and Roots Maneuver were always brilliant at this. They made special versions for DJs that they wanted to get to play the tracks. Now, make things personal and also if you want to go on to do an interview or you want to go on and do a session go to the program say I've got a brilliant idea for an unusual way of doing a session I'd like to collaborate with someone blah 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 producers love that sort of stuff so just trying to think outside of the box and knowing who you're trying to approach to play your music I think are the two biggest tips that I'd say and there's lots of other things about packaging if you're sending physical music you know hand write the label I think the advice that I would give to someone wanting to try to get their stuff from radio, definitely having a really good product that you're happy with. If you're going to give someone something and you're a little bit negative about it, people can feel it even if you're not overly negative about it. Getting out and about is a massive thing, meeting people. I think it's very important to get your music played on radio because it opens things up to a different audience. There's a lot of people that don't even go out very often to see live shows and things. These days everyone's into all different styles of music. Although some radio stations are a bit more tailored to one thing or the other, it still does allow you to open up opportunities when different people get to hear it. Folded Wing To hear more, head to foldedwing.co.uk 